Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley, and you're listening to the Collab Talk podcast. In this episode, I'm talking with Daryl Webster, Microsoft MVP and a principal change management and adoption consultant with WM Reply, on the topic of Microsoft Loop and the changing world of collaboration in the flow of work. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collab Talk podcast, where we discuss the convergence of technology, business productivity, and collaboration culture. I love the culture talk. My guest today is Daryl as a service Webster. I think that's his legal name, a principal change management and adoption consultant at WM Reply and founder of Modern Workplace Change, as well as an office apps and services MVP, as well as a founding member of the Regarding 365 Troop. How do you refer to that? Is it troop? Is it like oh, get the band together? <laughs> did, didn't you call it like a um? Oh, I forget what the word was. It was cabal. That's right. You called oh, it no, a cabal. That's right. At it's one the point. cabal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think that kind of fits for some of them. I mean, like think who's in that group. Like cabal yeah. kind of fits. Yeah. Uh, but we're focusing today on the recently announced Microsoft Loop and the broader topic. I always refer to it as that contextual collaboration uh, or collaboration in the flow of work, which we're going to talk about that specifically, the mm-hmm. phrasing around that. So welcome, Daryl. Yeah, thank you, Christian. Uh, it, um, interesting, right? We were, I think we were talking about the flow of work just a couple of months ago on, a, on another right. uh, piece of so content. Long. Yeah, and and like back then it was it was um, you know talking about some traditional tools and some of that, but leaning into what was potentially coming with live components. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this today because because Loop is definitely um, it, yeah going to be a, a space well, that, to, yeah. to watch. It's bigger than a breadbasket. I think it's a fra- phrase though. So <laughs> yeah. did I miss anything on your resume? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't want to talk about me. I mean, I, I'm a Kiwi. This is part I'm of it. You know, I'm a Kiwi. Um, I, I I do things. I've got four kids. Uh, um, I, I enjoy creating content and bringing people together. And uh, I think that's today uh, quite important for for us as a community to try and create those conversations and places where we can do exactly this, Christian, to to get it all out and connect with people. No, it's funny. I'm I find myself commenting occasionally, like uh, well, frequently. Occasionally, frequently, about you know, you get the issue of uh, I hear there's a notification, I hear the sound, which app is it coming from? Because I've got 20 different tabs open on two flavors of browser and desktop applications, and there's my phone right there, my other my other work laptop. Like, where's that sound coming from? What was that thing? Or where did I have that conversation on this topic with that person? And do you also find that people within your network, professional network, you can still only reach on Facebook Messenger? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I think it's interesting that still as a fallback plan, um, we know that as consultants that we're we're across different tenants and across different places, but you can guarantee that certain people are signed into certain general social publicly available platforms, WhatsApp, Messenger, even DM via Twitter with a video mm-hmm. message for goodness sake. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think that specifically around that Facebook messenger, those, those people that are uh, frequent there throughout the day is that, you know, maybe we should, there should be kind of a precursor to a no fly list that people can suggest. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah. No, I, Actually, I always I always make this comment. Like I was leaving, I was departing Auckland, sitting at the airport, and I had like I, this is early 2010s. Uh, uh, had my phone, couldn't get a decent signal, but somehow on my phone, you know, with like the, I couldn't get email, I couldn't get anything else, but I was able to do Facebook Messenger and <laughs> use the voice on Facebook Messenger and talk to my wife. Wow. And it. And it worked beautifully. So uh, yeah. anyway, it's the deal with the devil that they did around Messenger. I don't know. Just it's like a flamethrower cuts through. Well, so uh, 
thank you for joining me on this topic. Um, I, I know you've already created uh, one or or more videos on this topic, and you've been one of the MVPs that have been out talking about this. this was why I wanted to bring you in on this this subject. Mm. Uh, you know, there's a I, I I think that this is a much bigger uh, announcement than most of the hey new feature new iteration on an existing feature. You know, as far as the announcements that Microsoft makes, like this was a pretty big one. Uh, and before we get into it, I, I would like to kind of frame the discussion by sharing how Microsoft announced it, how they talked about it. Because um, Microsoft is, in my opinion, uh, hit or miss, <laughs> I'm being nice, when it comes to product announcements and, and naming, like bringing your team into teams to create a team. Um, and I'd love to get your thoughts on the messaging as well as the product offering itself. But let me begin with this. So Microsoft describes Loop as, and I'm doing my air quotes here, a new app that combines a powerful and flexible canvas with portable components that move freely and stay in sync across applications. Boy, that's like an AI thing. They move freely, like you don't control them, <laughs> I don't control them. Uh, enabling teams to think, plan, and create together. And there's a blog post that goes through, was done by, uh, is it Wangui McKelvey? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, GM of Microsoft 365. I don't know if that's a, a, a he or, or a she, or she. like, I don't, I, I don't think I've met her. I don't think I, I know who that is. Maybe if I see her. Um, but she framed the discussion. She wrote the blog post, the official Microsoft 365 blog post, uh, and and talked about uh, um, what was learned from your know, collective learnings from the work from home over the pandemic. Uh, and and I'd like to read just a quick section from that post where she said, in the last 18 months, the world changed and we adapted to a new working environment where people had to complement traditional communications tools and in-person collaboration with alternative solutions, quickly digitalizing everything we do across our life. Schools moved to online classes, businesses got better at e-commerce. Well, questionable whether they got better at it. They <laughs> did more of it. Uh, and companies hired a new generation of graduates who have met their teams only through a screen. Yes, I I switched jobs in the middle of this thing. Uh, additionally, communications moved to online meetings and chat and digital content exploded, spilling beyond traditional document types to more fluid, dynamic spaces. New kinds of content, formats, and channels demanded more flexible, powerful, and fluid tools. There's that word again. Fluid tools to allow everyone to deliver a more impactful message and collaborate at their own pace. So Microsoft Office is changing with the times. So that's that's the framework around it. Microsoft Office specifically, which comes mm. up later with the questions that people have around Teams and SharePoint and everything else. So Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Microsoft Outlook are better than they've ever been. And with Microsoft Teams integration and cloud-powered uh, AI across web, desktop, and mobile. Uh, but we need to go further. That is why we are reimagining Office, adding new apps to respond to new opportunities, and making Office a universal interactive canvas for creators of all kinds. There should be music at the end of that or something. <laughs> the the clouds parting and the angels. Oh. Got to get some strings in there somewhere. But, uh, somewhere, I know. Well, we'll work on that separately. We'll post-production. We'll do something. <laughs> So maybe we can start with that. I mean, that that's a lot. With that? I mean, like, was that one sentence? <laughs> that was framing it. So, <laughs> wow. but beyond that description, so in yeah. your own words, what is Microsoft Loop? Because that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of marketing stuff. Oh, it but, absolutely is. And yeah. I'll make a comment too. Like, I know that you know, with marketing stuff, they're, they're trying to wrap in all sorts of hints and clues and stuff to try and frame up the, the synergies between all the announcers and technologies that they're putting together. It was the same with the loop videos, which maybe you've got a question about this later, but it felt like watching a Marvel trailer. And if you yeah. didn't slow everything down to yeah. frame by frame to say, but, what are they trying to say here? So you that's asked what I me thought too. Well, yeah. Like, Pause it and look and see. Yep. Well, is there? There's a reverse image of Bill Gates' face in the clouds back there. I mean, there's. What yep. do we read into this? You know. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, conspiracy theories uh, uh, abound. Um, so with all that and with that massive sentence of framing, what would I say loop is? Hmm. Um, I do start with that thought of a canvas, but 
one way that I tried to explain it in a in a video when it was when it was called Live Components. I mean, how about this? We're talking about a product that was formerly called Live Components that hadn't been released yet. Is now called Loop. But it's been and, talked about for over a year. Yeah, as fluid. Yeah. So right. name changes abound as well. Um, I, I tried to make it practical. I was trying to think like, how can I, can I how can I illustrate this uh, in terms of how we might work and where we're working? And I grabbed a colleague um, from work, and we were just having a chat around a table and trying to illustrate that we're in a meeting or we're we're um, standing beside a, a whiteboard or something like that, and we have some thoughts. What do we do? We need to grab some space to be able to start putting our ideas together put it out somewhere that we can um, you know start to collaborate but of course it's not the final product right we're not trying to format anything we're just getting it out there where can you do that in a digital space where you also want to maybe share it with other people and so we, we got a bit creative with the video um, and uh, we grabbed like scraps of paper and post-it notes and we we're drawing to try and get our ideas together and then we did another scene we were standing beside a bus stop and I pulled out a whiteboard marker and started drawing on the glass from the bus stop. And you should have seen the dirty looks I got from people walking past. Who's this guy? Is he graffitiing all over the bus stop? Um, with that description and that picture, um, I try and describe Loop as being the place where you start to collaborate right where you are. Right? It's And that's the first release of what we're seeing with Microsoft Loop today, that you are in a Teams chat. And like some of us do, we take notes in the chat within a meeting it's very much like that just jump in there start a loop component and start start writing with one of those little templates that gives you a starter so that's the start of loop but the full vision of loop how would i describe that definitely goes back to that canvas you know it's if i could paint another picture of being this canvas is like a, a table and rather than every document and artifact being in little containers on that table and desk organizers and file folders and stuff, it's just there. And if you've ever worked in like canvas things like Figma and stuff for design, you can zoom back out and see everything on a canvas and zoom back in. And I think that's the vision they have for making, what were they saying? Collaboration and, and hybrid work boundaryless so that mm -hmm. That little clump of resources over in one corner, your your discussions are over there, your paragraphs over there, your people, your task lists, it's all just there, spatially. Right. Well, and, and I think that's that is the part I love about this conceptually. Why you know, with the fluid components, I mean, I love the aspect of that. And this this it, we'll come back and talk about this, but it kind of goes back to you know, back in 2015 with when uh, Microsoft R&D announced their gig jam <laughs> and, and, and what they showed and what they demonstrated, yeah. you can still find the, it was, you know, Satya Nadella given the, the keynote, I think it was at the partner conference. I can't remember. It's either build or I, I think it was the partner conference in, in July of 2015. But anyway, Julia White, um, who's now over at SAP, uh, but she gave, got on stage and gave this demo. And I remember sitting there in the audience as one of the MVPs that was there as part of the press pool there that were right up front and, and everything. It was a great location with a little debt. They gave us desks and power. and Everybody sitting around us was jealous the fact that we were right up front with a little place for our laptops. But where she demoed this, and I, I can't remember who I was sitting with, uh, but I, and I turned to her and just said, you know, that was completely smoke and bailing wire pulling it together it was a fake demo it was fantastic like i it was like watching the old uh the the, the microsoft videos like in the early 2000s of the uh, you know the future uh, the future home future workplace and mm. moving data it's like uh, if you remember the video that's like the guy that wakes up and he he has a piece of just empty glass in his hand like a <laughs> phone shape and then suddenly the phone would appear on the glass and he's flicking watching something and walks in the bathroom and flicks it onto the wall anyways like one of those seeing one of those videos we saw kind of on stage a version of this with this demo but we're now we're able to see we're able to to like all of the components that are coming live now, just like in those old Microsoft videos that we mm. we thought were ridiculous when we saw them. You know, we now look at those now and be like, I can see where that's integrated into so many of the different products that we have. That mm. was my thought 
was seeing this and, and where they were going with these with the live components, I just thought, hey, gig jam. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember, like we we both said, huh, gig jam. Um, my, the thing that stuck with me about gig jam back in the, um, I think it was it was 2015 when Julia White it was, was showing it on yeah, on um, Microsoft Ignite, and I was yeah watching it from one of the side rooms. Um, the the, the the big push was like how how we can collaborate together but just share components or parts of a document and we can give that to someone over there and we give another piece to someone else and they don't necessarily have to see the whole document they can focus on that i remember trying to demonstrate this um at a user group following up to say what were the big announcements at, at um at microsoft ignite and going through this and you're right it did feel like whoa what's going on here but there was a vision for simplifying collaboration so that you're not going to um oh let's share like oh have you got a, a one note that we can share oh let me just share that with you or are you do you belong to this team or have we got a word document you know that's the first massive piece of friction and hurdle that slows right. innovation down and that's what gig jam was trying to solve and we're right. seeing it happen today well and i mean it's a, even with all the tools that we have uh, you, you know we still see then people pushing content via you know uh, attachments mm. or links via email but rather than so I, I find myself a lot of the times too is is like corralling people to go back like this really should be over this conversation happening in this one location this to your point i mean it's it's removing the boundaries of that it might be mm. fine like the majority of people are in working let's let's talk like a year from now where we are with this uh with with loop the majority of where we're working day to day may be still around inside of teams and we're accessing sharepoint and we're access like all these other tools but we won't i, I think we're going to decrease the email that needs to be pushed around or if there's an email that's sent to a new group of people has those live components in it so that the people that own that content you know you could see that happening being updated in in real time and so you know what you're seeing is not just another version mm. and as soon as they send it out as a child relationship to the parent that's created if someone makes a change somewhere it'll be reflected within this live component i mean that's incredibly powerful now that this isn't a new concept and there are other solutions that are out there. I know that there was a, I think it was a TechCrunch article that right away made the con the, the comparison to Google Google Wave, which mm -hmm. was killed, like it was only around for a year or two. Um, and But it was that, I always looked at that, I don't know if you're familiar with Google Wave. No. Ever, ever saw that. It was more, I looked at it as more like a next gen outlook with like Yammer components. So it had kind of social pieces there, but it 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 was, yeah. Anyway, it died. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, pe people just rejected it outright. Um, but there are some solutions. Like there's a, a solution out there called Coda, um, Coda.io, which is it looks very similar. But even then, here's the key difference. It's like the it's like the Slack to Teams comparisons. Yeah, there's a competitor. They're a competitor to you know coda is a competitor to what loop is but you're then restricted like it's all about like the app and then mm. they are building specific integrations in it, it it doesn't have the concept of taking those components and putting it into everything anywhere else that you're working mm -hmm. some people may use what will eventually be the loop app that canvas uh, that workspace and we'll come back to that because i got some problems there but uh yeah yeah well, no, we're gonna have it out daryl i know all right all right uh, but we'll work uh, it out is the fact that you can break up those pieces and have them over where you need to work which made me think instantly of the old inner loop outer loop you know uh -huh. and the right piece which is messaging that i liked <laughs> yeah so uh so uh, do we need another app? Of course we do, Christian. <laughs> of course we do. Um, because uh, each new app, it would seem, either um, lets you go deep into a fully functioning task management or uh, editing um, some Word document or whatever. You know, it takes you really deep into the, the formatting specialized experience. 
But then there are other apps that all claim to say, we're going to bring everything together in one pane of glass. So here's another. You know, I've never heard that phrase that. before. No, no, never. Glass? Wow. Yeah, never. Okay. Uh, and maybe like you're going to ask this a bit later, but you know, that, that question that people said, well, why would I want to do that and use this thing called loop when I've already got teams? Isn't teams always already bringing things together and tabs and documents and stuff. Um, like I'm, I'm seeing this fit in the space where it's simplifying ideation, coming up with those ideas and getting them out there quickly with less friction, and then being able to transition into those fuller experiences. It will actually, I believe, still work alongside the likes of Teams. Can you imagine a tab to your, um, your Loop workspace um, sitting in a channel, and that's the thing that you want to focus on? And you know, again, we won't get into workspaces yet, but yes we do need another app and if you think about what we've seen so far with live components or maybe even experienced it from public preview it's like well how the heck were they going to bring all these things together because we're going to go back to that same old problem where did i loop that and where did it start yeah. and which conversation was it in? and where did i send it to um that's where i think the loop app and the workspaces will bring all those things together and curate that to the, the meaningful space you know, Microsoft historically, because my next question was going to be about Loop versus Teams. Because right. Watching when the announcements went were one public again, we, yeah, we were yeah. aware of this as MVPs, and we saw you know a certain amount, uh, you know, uh, what was going to be announced, what was going to be discussed. I was walking, watching some of the Twitter threads and tech community stuff, and the first question that people, first comment people made was, "Well, wait a second, how is this? What about Teams?" And what mm -hmm. am I going to do there? And I know that they they talked a little bit. They said, yeah, and they're, we're going to be, be bringing experiences over to Teams and, and and elsewhere. And there's stuff that's available now. Some of these experience with the Loop components available through Teams. That's what your video is about. So everybody, you know, it's, it's podcast. But if you go and look up Daryl Webster, you'll find the video that he did on it. Um, but it's a, you know, so I wasn't surprised by that. Yeah, you know, that comparison. That um, but it, it's Microsoft historically is, uh, you know, was famous for like the, the battling business units, that the idea of sometimes creating seemingly directly competing solutions or overlapping technologies and seeing which ones kind of went out or having the pieces that remain out there just to see where, where adoption leads and how, you know, there's something that I talk about all the time is that, you know, the more that we learn about technology and this new technology that we have, it opens our lens of understanding. Like we don't know today the questions that we should ask about our technology five years from now. Mm -hmm. Five years from now, we'll then start asking questions, having the benefit of that five years of history of being like, oh, you know, here's what I need to do next and go from there. So I agree with you. Like having another application, like I can see already scenarios where I would be like, nope, I just need Word. Nope, I just need OneNote. Nope, mm -hmm. I just need to create this Excel spreadsheet as I did today and stick it in OneDrive and send a link to five people. And that's exactly what I need for that scenario. And other times I want to have this rich, real-time, collaborative loop experience i can see that yep i, I can too uh, and th that's the that's the part that i'm you know most excited about is it's it's bridging that gap with with starting that idea and yeah some people will open up an excel spreadsheet and start filling out a, a table to to put together tasks or maybe start filling out a, a word document to take notes uh you and i have used OneNote for years and, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's probably what I had authored a lot of my ideas, blog posts, talks, um, everything sort of started in this open canvas. But it kind of it stopped there. And I know that like not a lot has happened with OneNote uh, over over recent years. Uh, that's that's why I guess um, Loop and its open canvas style of work sort of really sits with me and relates to me is that. It's now taking what OneNote couldn't do and going further to be able to 
um, curate a whole lot of content or links or or artifacts um, and bring those Word documents, those Excel spreadsheets, the um, uh, you know pieces of business data, as it would seem, with some of these other components all together in that that space. So let me invite you into my space, my table. I mean, imagine walking into you've had project rooms like this before where the room is dedicated to a really significant project and yeah like a war room type thing right yeah, yeah, yeah do not wipe that stuff off that board do not touch those models over there on that table and you've got that full view of everything that's related to that important project that's what a loop page and yeah. workspace will be well i related this to somebody uh just a, a you know few days back about you know, one of my first jobs, I was trained on uh, the JAD-RAD process of the joint application design or rapid application design, where essentially you take a group, you say, we, we need to go and build this, this prototype, this website, whatever that thing is, and you sequester all of the key stakeholders from all of the necessary departments, your mm. front-end development, your back-end, the customers that are there, a manager, everybody for every decision that needs to be made for the creation of that thing is there and they can't leave. And so similar to that, where you like, we reserve a meeting room for three days straight and we're in there going through and sticky notes that are all over the, all the walls as we're outlining in the, you know, we take breaks and while we're on breaks, the coders are sitting there building, come back from lunch and they say, okay, here's what we built this rough based on, on that, that first iteration, you know, that, that process, this lends itself to exactly that, yes. that kind of agile, iterative, collaborative yeah. development. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't get that full view of what's going on from glancing at a few tabs in a channel. I mean, it, it is certainly no disrespect to, to you know, teams and, and um, its capabilities. But what I'm just saying well, is- Well, it is the hub for teamwork, in case you hadn't heard yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> just, it's about maybe exposing that hub and pulling out the barriers and boundaries that are between tabs and being able to see those things alongside each other. Um, yeah. I see how loop though could fit right within the framework of, of yeah, teams. Yeah. How, yeah, yeah. I, and so, and I was actually, I, so I would say I was you know, personally a little surprised that they didn't have that piece ready to go. And I think, mm. you know, I, I think people would have understood it a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. If it was, if it was a workspace displayed in a tab for even two seconds in that massively complex Marvel montage, <laughs> oh, I, I see where this fits. There's, there's a, like with with Yammer, of course, adoption is taking off again. It's mm. one of the fastest growing uh, uh, segments with uh, the Microsoft 365 stack that's that's going on right now. And I believe, uh, and I some Microsoft people agree with me, but a, a big part of that, you, like you've been an advocate, I'm an advocate mm. for mm. Yammer for years and fans of, of the platform that's for social collaboration. But it had a uh, without having some of those integrations in place, it, some people just couldn't decipher the scenarios. It just they it, they didn't fit for them. And I think once they started to see the integration, then it clicked for people. Like, mm. oh, I see how Yammer is used alongside our SharePoint intranet, our Teams workplace, and and now we have the the Yammer components. I'm in one of those companies. We have all three of those things. I'm in all three every day. It, it makes sense. And I think that needs to be there for loop workspaces mm. for people to understand how those things come together. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what the roadmap is for the other, other pieces other than it's not right now. <laughs> well, it's, interesting. Like when will you create a, conversation in teams chat and you add a loop component let's just step through it for a bit mm -hmm. um you're choosing one of those components that's there in the in the drop up list can we call those a drop up they're not drop down they're still pop up sense. yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah the so there's a few list. choices there and i mean hey look we haven't even seen those fully released and they're already adding two or three more um that that's just your starting point really what you're creating in the background is a loop page in that page, you can add more components, more content, more whatever. You can insert images, all those sorts of things. So 
they haven't explicitly said that that's part of the release, but you are creating a fluid page in the background. It's in your OneDrive. You can go in and see it and interact with it. In fact, once you've saved that loop in your chat, you can then click the title of that loop and it will open in office.com as if it were like a Word document. Now, that's not going to be its final resting place, but today that's where you can go in and edit a fluid document and actually experience the full page. Um, yeah, I mean, the only pieces there left there for me that are really tidying that up and telling that story of a workspace, how people are invited to it and connect to it. What is this live experience with all these floating curses that are all around and um, reactions spilling up over the screen? Oh, confetti yeah. and happy, happy thoughts. Yeah, I, th I honestly, I, I, I don't. So I'm a fan of the. Uh, what do they call the videos? They're they're um, they, they, these teaser videos. There's a phrase for that where they're well, the guys, the guys, the team that um, worked on this. They they had like a medium article about it, and they were actually talking about it like as if it was a film. They've been working on yeah. this film. So what I would say is that this film was less successful than like the tasks. Mm. I think was a, was a beautifully made. And it made sense. Mm -hmm. There, <laughs> watch this video. First thing I thought of is like that's like every website that was created in like 1994, 1995. Yeah, you know, there's the confetti things. There was song that came on. There was there was just so much that's going on, and there there almost should be a warning in case somebody is prone to seizures before yes. watching that video. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, like I get it. But it just seemed rushed. Yeah, versus. well, exactly. Yeah. That is the very reason that I slowed it down and tried to look for little clues, like it was a, a film trailer. It was actually quite fun because knowing kind of what we know a bit from the background, but also anticipating where these things connect into existing products, there's a lot of clues in there that you can go in and go, mm, Easter egg, I know what they're going to do with that. Yep. Uh, or, hey, I know where they got that inspiration from. Um, so that's it's interesting to see. Yet we we still got to still got to look Maybe at that, it as a marketing video, you know. Daryl, because I know that we have all of between the two of us so much free time, we should go frame by frame and do a breakdown of all of yeah, yeah, everything yeah. that they include. You know what's in there, and then reaction you know, video. Add a, yeah, <laughs> add a bunch of stuff in there that's not there. Just mention like uh, like Bill Gates' face showing up in the clouds at one point, or yeah, or Steve Ballmer doing the monkey dance thing at one point. You know, just yeah. throw them in there for fun to make people go and search for something that's not there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so kind of changing pace here is like, are are you a fan of and be honest of the in the flow of work messaging? I I am. I although I. I can hear it being overused. Like I, I think that Shocking. it's actually really young. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I, I think that the concept and and the principle is important because what it's what it's doing is it's about trying to make sure that lowering that cognitive load of where did I put this thing, where did I, which conversation was it? We saw that come through with with context IQ as well, which is all part of that flow picture right. and in the flow yeah, of work yeah. that. As you're typing, it's going to make a suggestion. You don't have to go off and find that recent article or that recent person that you talk to. So in the flow of work, absolutely. Um, it's a it's a phrase that is being a bit overused, but look, just don't don't write it off simply because it is a, a seemingly overused marketing term. The concept is it's making pe making collaboration easier for people because they don't have to think about where that thing is. I get what it's. I, I mean, I understand what it means. I I get that. I'm, I'm not, not. It's just. It's just a little too. I don't know. Kind of hippie-ish for for my taste. I mean, I prefer you know in context or contextual. But again, it's marketing people came up with something around it. I get it. It stands out as well. But uh, you know, when I I think of collaboration, uh, the future of collaboration, and I think of real time data. Uh, I, I, you know, asynchronous as well as synchronous communications mm, mm. and collaboration. 
Um, having the you know very nuanced permission structure that dynamically changes based on who, like don't make it so restrictive that doesn't allow me to go and share it. Change the permissions based on me being an adult. It's my content. I want to share it. Adjust mm -hmm. the permissions to allow the the sharing. Maybe, you know, warn me, but don't restrict me kind of things. Mm. But uh, a, a more innovative and creative uh, um, approach to discovery. Discovery is a problem within collaboration of being aware before you go create a new team, a new site, or a new piece of content, a new artifact, to be aware of what else is is there. And fundamentally, you think of all these new my my first one of my first thoughts in looking at the, the thinking about this concept is that, you know, what are what is the artifact creation? The permissions, the administration, but also the creation of artifacts, the different things that are out there as a creation point um, in managing all of those things and being aware of where those things are and what that looks like. So mm. a lot to absorb, a lot to understand. I don't even know what questions to ask yet you know, about that. Well, okay, here's a clue. Um, there was a, a fluid preview experience where you could go to a page and you could create a fluid page. I think that was released back in a couple of builds ago or something. So that was hanging around for a while. And I had a look at it back when that was released and it created a fluid file in my OneDrive. And I thought, oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, then live components became available to us and sort of private previews and, and that experience and then public preview as well. Um, so testing it every time I'm in a chat, let's add a component. Okay, adding a component, type, type, type. Okay, that works. Did, did Matt get that? Did my other demo user get that? No, okay, try it again. Repeat, repeat, repeat. So you go back to your OneDrive and you see fluid file after fluid file after fluid file. And you think, now does that represent components or a page or, you know, it's all there and it's all down to what did you name it and did it, did it work? So that's again, one of the big reasons for needing this, this app that actually helps to bring these things together is uh, making sense of all of these files in the background. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like anything, uh, well, I mean, Teams is a great example of that, and it's there was the initial architecture and the um, the exponential growth of SharePoint sites that it would go and create, and then as it was refined, it's not like that was meant to be. It's always going to be that way. It was that was what was necessary to build and to go live with the solution to have it you know architect that way, and they've refined that. They've improved upon that. To where you now can, you know, you, you point to an existing plan or or list or to mm. another a SharePoint site and you know teamify another SharePoint site that already previously exist, existed, at, you know, standalone. Kind of all those things that to consolidate and clean up. And there's also this fantastic partner community that builds other solutions that you know enables you to go in and organize and clean up and kind of all those other things. So mm. one thing Microsoft is consistent in creating opportunities for <laughs> I have to do the the, the, the hand motion yeah. there open the hands I see the, the rainbow appearing as you open your palms and it goes from left to right hand <laughs> the rainbow oh, again yeah. with the clouds yeah yes oh. <laughs> that's right so what is your your vision for the future of work like what what comes next is this I mean do you have any thoughts about this is that something you even think about uh like on loop or on other announcements that bring it all together well, or that we've seen this. Well, yeah, we'll we'll yeah. talk about next. I was going to ask you all about you know anything else. It's not really a yeah, yeah. post ignite. No, no, no. Of course, question, of course. But, yeah, but, but there's as you mentioned, you know, like the context IQ. There's other things that are related. Yeah. Teams Connect, I think, is there's things that are happening to make it easier for. I know that's a very specific thing, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. to make it easier to and lowers the boundaries. I think uh, Microsoft have seen a gap that other products have been filling. Like you mentioned Coda and another one that was compared to is Notion. And I follow a couple of creators that, that you know, uh, that's one of the products that they look at. I thought, yeah, I must get around to finally looking at that. And I can see why the comparisons were made, that you can see this ability to create content and forward slash and getting a, getting a, a template and a component onto a page. Um, but then it doesn't directly compare at this stage. So future work with with Loop uh, is actually almost like a, 
a selection of the best of all of those and not necessarily leaning in to be a complete clone. Because we know, like, I think you said this earlier, the the strengths that Microsoft have of having this full suite of other applications that let you go deep and format things and have amazing spreadsheets and all sorts of other experiences. Um, you know, that's that's going to be one of its strengths. But other hints that I saw there too, future of work for, for Loop, um, was we see in whiteboard floating cursors and things going around and that live experience of working on, on a whiteboard. Um, I'm interested to see where that's going to go with uh, collaborating on these canvases and pages of loop um, in there. So it's, have you, you've used, um, I'll say Miro, Miro whiteboard, interactive yeah. whiteboard, yep. and, and similar ones like that, where you can create that space and put things on a canvas and get people working. But the gorgeous part of products like that is clicking this button that says, okay, everyone come to me. I'm going to present from this now. I want you to follow along and watch the screen as I'm taking you through this and then handing the reins over to someone else. And there's no boundaries in between that. And yeah. and that's the theme really is, is that's what they're trying to use to resolve some of the problems around hybrid work is let's get those boundaries down and create a truly boundaryless digital experience for collaboration. Yep. Well, that's the important aspect of, of any of that is that you have, you know, I, again, I, I can't help but th think of this from a, like the administrative, from a compliance, from a security standpoint <laughs> yeah. around those things is every one of those you might, you might have, and that's the beauty of, of this, this concept is that you might have people that don't have access to that data. Guess what? They won't see those components. They won't mm -hmm. see those pieces. Yet for me, that is the project manager that's pulled in all of these components and have pulled all of these people in of various levels of ownership will have that comprehensive view, that holistic yes. view of all those pieces for what I need for that project. And others will only see what they need to see and only interact with those pieces. Again, going back to that gig jam, that was the concept. Oh, yeah. That was exactly. the main gig. That was gig jam right there. Oh yeah. And so I, so I agree. I mean, I think, look, there's so much. Like I think of you know, uh, half the announcements or more that came out of Ignite this year were AI related. It was so much of it was about just uh, making easier to you know quick access to this uh, or or um, you know the ability to. Um, uh, well, like the context IQ that in the editor capability. I mean, I'm so excited about that for, you know, it's like the search experience. I can go in and if I, if I, if the content was tagged properly, there's an assumption, whether <laughs> I have the right access to get to it, there's an assumption around, mm -hmm, you know, search mm -hmm. or not. Um, but I'm then limited by knowing the right words to go and search for, which the words I'm using may not be actually give me the results that I actually want. I just don't know how to ask for those things. Well, the system will know then, based on my profile, based on uh, you know, based on the where where I am, of uh, you know, the things that I'm searching for, and what other people, it will intelligence say, is this the thing that you're looking for? So it'll actually improve. The first thing I thought of with Context IQ was it's like, well, they're they're finally they're building upon you know some of the lacking capabilities in search. Mm. Yep. Yep. Most recently used items. Like how how many years have we had that, and how valuable it's been, and it's like it's only now coming to fruition that it's most recently dot dot dot. You know, most recently person that you just discussed something with. Most recent um, business record from SAP or Dynamics that you were in, engaged with. Oh, and by the way, I see that you're beginning to type that customer's name. So let me suggest that to you. Do you want to? Do you want a tab and just complete that? Let's do it. Yeah. No, I love that kind of stuff because that's so much of it. It's now I, I still want to be able to mute and unmute myself via the clapper. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting mm -hmm. for that introduction, or that integration, and then, you know, unmute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I you know I I am I'm genuinely excited about this. Being a collaboration guy, I mean, you understand this too. I mean, I see this stuff and I'm just like. Yes, I'm like awesome. I know what I'm doing for the next five to seven years. You know, <laughs> explaining loops. You know, explaining. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, 
training people on it, talking about that. But I, but I can see how that, you know, uh, levels up the game. Um, not to say that, uh, you know, teams is, is, so that's that old school that, you know, that thing. So I think that this will take off. I think it'll click for a lot of people when they see more of the, yeah. not just the, the component integration, but I'd say more on the page and workspace level and have that in there so that as I go in, we create a, we've got a team, I have a channel around this project and that mm. I can then go right in and, and add that as, as a tab. I've got this canvas page yeah. for this, or, you know, I, I, I think it'll make sense for people how they fit together. Mm. Mm-hmm. Any other takeaways, final takeaways, anything else from Ignite that kind of stood out? Well, I'm I'm afraid to start another topic, Christian, because it'll, uh, it'll just yeah, yeah. it'll go. I, I like, know, uh, I know. There's I'm, a lot. I'm looking I, at I'm looking at Mesh, but not not from the perspective of avatars and things, but just this this thought that wouldn't it have been cool to have a meeting where I, I know there are meetings where one person needs to talk and we all need to listen and we we trade and we pass the talking stick around, but there are some times where you wish you were literally in a meeting room and you could have that quiet side conversation and then be reined in by the facilitator. Hey, that was a good idea, you know, or hey, let's go off to a little corner in that meeting room and, and have that conversation, but still actually be in the room, you know, it's spatial just, audio. Carol, there needs to be the cone of silence feature. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to to grab, like, click on your name, and we're both in this meeting, yeah. and it, what it does is it lowers the volume of all the rest of the chatter <laughs> so that we can still hear it, but you yeah. and I can hear each other, and no one else could hear us because we're in the cone of silence. Th- that feature. We're having a watch party of the meeting that we're currently in, and we can That's talk right. about it without them Without them hearing it. Nice. Like, but actually, as we as you, as the cone of silence is on, I always like it. It will it's just kind of dim. It'll it'll decrease the volume yeah. of the rest of it, and then we can you know release ourselves from that, and the volume goes back up. Maybe a gentle fade back up, but goes back into the main volume. It kind of happens. Like the, what inspired me there was, and I made a fun little video when I first got this whiteboard behind me of like drawing up some ideas around what if Alt Space and Microsoft Teams had a baby. Now, if you've been in alt space before, you, you go into this room and and you've got people across the field or whatever else, and they're having the conversation, but it's just a distant little chat. And then someone appears beside you and you can hear them a bit louder. And I thought that would be cool in a meeting. Well, yeah. you know, I don't know what the gestation period is around, um, you know, teams and alt space and what sort of baby they might have had, but I think we're we're welcoming something of that in mesh. <laughs> I think so too. There's a that's an entirely different topic we could get oh, into. Yeah. I, you know, I I know that uh, some people were cringing, holding on when I got asked this question on a, in a recent broadcast. Yeah. Like how it, I'm actually I'm a big fan of it. I am very much on the side with all of this, with Loop, with with Mesh, with any of this stuff on the business application. Like I get mm. excited by new technology. I'm a technologist. I'm passionate about, I love the new stuff, but I always think about what's the practical application of these things today. I get where it's going. I get the directionally correct, but then you you have to do the same thing where we're dealing Mm -hmm. with the, the confusion that a new announcement makes to explain to customers this is what it actually means. You were about to buy. It's still the right decision. The yep. what you were going yep. around that that decision. The impact of this. We're we're a year or two away before you have to even start piloting, looking at, really thinking about these things or experiment with the pieces out there today. So, it's uh, it's not going to change your life today. But Loop, I believe, has the ability to change the way that. We teams are collaborating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's a big one. Well, Daryl, thanks so much for your time. I mean, evening for me, it's, uh, yeah, 11 p.m. here. But uh, really appreciate you take, carving out some of your time on your Friday and uh, I, participating. I Look, I enjoy conversations with people in the community and, and really teasing it out. You know, that's what is missing from virtual events um, we do need that time to chew it over, absorb it, think about the impacts, and then say, hey, what are you thinking, Christian? Uh, 
well, yeah, okay, that's interesting, but but what about this? So thanks for having that opportunity with me. Yeah, hey, always doors always open. Um, you won't see it because we're thousands of miles apart, but yeah, uh, the door is always open, literally, because the dog needs to get in and out. So, <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time. And folks that want to find out more about you and follow you, uh, you get in touch with you. What are the best ways to reach you? Uh, I look on Twitter. I spell my name uh, a little greedily, right? D A double R E double L, double R double L. Yeah. So it's Daryl as a service, A A S, on Twitter. Um, you can find me also at modernworkplacechange.com. That's where I'm creating a lot of content and trying to change, I guess, uh, simplify change management by by doing a few things for you on 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 your behalf um, regarding 365. Uh, if you w type Daryl Webster and Microsoft into any search engine, you will find him. Okay, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daryl, thanks a lot for your time. Great, thanks, Tristan. You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. New episodes are published every Friday, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast services. Thanks for listening. Hungry for more great content? You have to check out the Shift Happens podcast. I'm your host, Ducks Raymond Sai, Chief Brand Officer at AppPoint. And I sit down to chat with top business leaders and IT professionals about their most challenging modern workplace projects. Tune in to hear real-life advice from industry peers on making plans and pivots, casual conversations exploring the latest trends in collaborative Microsoft 365 technology, and easy, actionable strategies to make organizational change happen. Subscribe to the Shift Happens podcast today, available on all major platforms. Can't wait to see you there. Shift Happens Podcast.